The Chicago Blackhawks come from behind to defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-2 in the season opener. I'll go over Connor Bedard's successful NHL debut, my three stars of the game, as well as a preview of tonight's matchup with the Boston Bruins. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your morning. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and give me a follow on Twitter at Jack Bushman 2 or you can go and follow my strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also, just a reminder, if you haven't done so already, please make sure to go and show some support on YouTube. I know over 50% of the viewers and listeners right now aren't subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And with a lot of first-time viewers and first-time listeners on today's show, I wonder why. Could it be because the Chicago Blackhawks showed some intrigue last night? If you're a first-time viewer, first-time listener, please make sure to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Go and smash that like button, comment down below as well, and turn on those push notifications so that way you can get notified whenever the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. I also got to let you know today's episode is sponsored by the Sleeper app, the go-to platform for daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, and you'll get up to an $100 match on your first deposit. Again, that's code LOCKDOWNNHL with Sleeper. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you all, as always, for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Hawks win. The Chicago Blackhawks come from behind to take down the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-2 to in the season opener at PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh. The Blackhawks play spoiler. They score four unanswered goals after falling behind 2 to nothing to take the opener. The perfect season is still in tag Blackhawks fans. But what an opening night it was for the Chicago Blackhawks team. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me about this bunch, first off, it just felt different leading up to the entire day. And I spoke a little bit about that on yesterday's episode, how I didn't really know how to put my emotions into words in terms of just how excited I was, not only to see, obviously, 2023 first overall pick Connor Bedard finally make his NHL debut, but to also see, you know, some of the other younger pieces and Alex Vlasic, Wyatt Kaiser, 2022 seventh overall pick Kevin Korchinski, Lucas Reichel was obviously in the lineup. And it was also interesting to see how some of the new pieces that the Blackhawks brought in this offseason, how that was all going to mesh. Obviously, Taylor Hall was playing with um, Connor Bedard on the top line. I thought that top line had a really solid night and was the Blackhawks' best trio. Nick Felino and Corey Perry obviously played a huge factor in the Blackhawks pulling off this victory. I thought those two in that veteran line that Luke Richardson has rolled with was really a difference maker and obviously came up in the clutch for the Blackhawks in that third period. And it just felt like a, a different, it feels like we're starting to witness a new era here for the Chicago Blackhawks. And this time last season, you know, we were all pretty aware of what we were going to go through considering the Blackhawks were pretty actively tanking based on the moves that they made in the offseason and not really, you know, 
trading Alex DeBrinkett, not bringing back Dylan Strom or Dominic Kubalik, we knew we were going to be in a rough year right out of the gate as Blackhawks fans last season. But this year, it just feels like there's a whole lot of excitement, a whole lot of buzz, a whole lot of intrigue, a whole lot of storylines to be watching. And it really does feel like the first step. I know last year was the first step of the rebuild, but this is kind of, it feels like the first step of the Blackhawks getting towards those brighter and and better days. And they showed a lot of upside last night and of course wound up stealing this one from the Pittsburgh Penguins. But my biggest takeaway, Blackhawks fans, from this comeback 4-2 victory over Pittsburgh was the resiliency and the fight and the tenacity and the effort level that Coach Luke Richardson's squad played with throughout the entirety of the game. And as I mentioned, the Blackhawks fell behind 2-0 in this one. They gave up the lone goal of the first period, kind of a weird one. Uh, Chris Letang's shot from the half wall gets deflected by Brian Rust, goes in and out. The officials missed it at first, but after further review, it was a good goal. Penguins go ahead 1-0, and then Early in the second, Sidney Crosby doubles Pittsburgh's lead. The Blackhawks challenge it for offsides, winds up not going their way. That means Pittsburgh gets a man advantage immediately after doubling their lead. And it felt like this was an opportunity for Pittsburgh to really run away with this thing, give the crowd some life, and really put a stamp on their home opener and, and put the Hawks in the dirt. And teams in Blackhawks teams in the past would have allowed that to happen. I mean, go and look at the last couple of season openers that Chicago has had, albeit they were against a really good Colorado Avalanche team, but things kind of got ugly and out of hand early. And we saw a little bit of that last night against Pittsburgh, but this Blackhawks team never backed down. They never quit. They fought all the way till the end. And that's become a common theme that we've seen with Luke Richardson as the head coach, even throughout the entirety of last year, where on paper, there were Probably no games where the Blackhawks looked like they were the more skilled team, but they most definitely didn't get blown out as many times as they did the year prior and were right there in a lot of contests that just didn't go their way at the end. And that's something that we can hang our our hat on as Blackhawks fans. We want to see this team be competitive. And regardless of the final result last night, yes, it's absolutely awesome that the Blackhawks came back and got that victory. But even if they didn't, I would have been encouraged considering they went toe-to-toe with a really good Pittsburgh Penguins team that has a lot of high-end talent. And Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Jake Gensel, uh, Brian Rust. They add Riley Smith from the Vegas Golden Knights. They have a top four of uh, Chris Letang, Marcus Patterson, uh, Eric Carlson, and they go and get Ryan Graves from the New Jersey Devils as well. This is a really good Penguins team, and the Blackhawks went toe-to-toe with them. So even if they didn't come out on the right side of the final outcome, I would have been encouraged with how competitive they kept this game in this season opener, especially in comparison to years past. I mean, the Blackhawks last year when they lost 5-2, to two, I believe it was, to the Avalanche, they only had 17 shots on goal in this game. They had 17 shots on goal in the first period last night against the Penguins. So this progression that we're seeing from this Blackhawks team, as well as the consistent fight level that we get from Luke Richardson's bunch, it's certainly a, a great sign to see and also kind of tells me that, yeah, this Blackhawks team, even though they won that game, I, I still don't think they're going to be you know, contending for a playoff spot. I still think they're probably a bottom 10 team in the league, but they're at least going to make it interesting. They're at least going to put up a fight. They're at least going to make it competitive and they're going to make it watchable for us fans. And there's a lot of youngsters that we want to keep an eye on in the mix too. So all in all, it's just an exciting time to be a Chicago Blackhawks fan. I love to see this team play with heart, energy, and hustle. And that's really 
the baseline of what you need to build during these rebuilding years where when you get talented enough, you know you already got that tenacity and that work ethic and everything. So really impressed with how the Blackhawks battled back after falling behind two to nothing last night. Um, uh, Ryan Donato was the one to uh, get the Blackhawks on the board in the second period, a nice rebound goal there. Then Cole Gutman comes up big in the third period to tie the game. Beautiful move by Seth Jones to kind of take advantage of the defender's momentum coming towards him, skates around him to, to gain some separation. Looks like he might be rolling around the net, but then finds Gutman in the soft spot of that zone to tie up the score two to two. And then the veteran line comes up clutch late in the game. Uh, Corey Perry shot on goal deflects right to Jason Dickinson in the slot. And then as he's falling to the ice, he puts it past uh, Tristan Jari in that to put the Blackhawks ahead three to two. That trio as well went on to add the empty netter as Corey Perry set up Nick Foligno. The Blackhawks play spoiler, steal this one in Pittsburgh, come from behind with four unanswered goals, three of them in the third period to start the season. One oh and oh baby. And they just appear to have the Pittsburgh Penguins number if you all recall correctly, the Blackhawks came up with, a, 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 at the time, a frustrating victory in their second-to-last game of the season, I want to say it was, in Pittsburgh last year that helped the Penguins miss the playoffs for the first time in 16 years. It also looked like it might have cost the Blackhawks an opportunity to get the number one overall pick. Fortunately, it didn't. But the Blackhawks have now gone into Pittsburgh uh, twice in a row and really taken the crowd out of it. And uh, come back to to pick up two massive wins. So shout out to Luke Richardson's bunch for fighting all the way, sticking it out and gutting through it until the end, coming away with a massive four to two victory in the opening night. Uh, I do want to talk about some three stars of the game here real quick. My first star of the game for the Blackhawks in their win has to be Peter Morazic because the Pittsburgh Penguins, I thought it was a pretty evenly matched first period, but then once the second period started, Crosby scored that second goal. They get a power play opportunity. I, as I said, the game was kind of in the swing, and there was an opportunity for Pittsburgh really to take control, and Peter Morazic just never gave them that opportunity. I mean, he played terrific all night long. I thought he got a little bit scrambly on Crosby's goal, but he did lose his stick and just kind of wasn't able to recover it and, and get settled. But other than that, I mean, he made five or six A-plus glove stops and Peter Morazic also seems to have the Penguins number two. Not only did he stop 38 of the 40 shots that he faced tonight, but he also put up that exact same stat line when the Blackhawks went into Pittsburgh and beat them late in the regular season last year as well. So for whatever reason, Peter Morazic seems to be playing like he's Patrick Wah whenever he goes into PPG Paints Arena, but he has to be the number one star of the game for me because um, – Without him last night, the Blackhawks would have lost that game. Really good start to the regular season for him. And one thing I do want to point out with Morazic, not only is he fighting to remain the starter for the Blackhawks here right now, but he's also in the final year of his current deal. And things haven't gone well for him the last two or three campaigns now. And quite honestly, he might not only be fighting for uh, to prove himself as an NHL starter, but even to be just an NHLer at his age and considering all the groin injuries he's dealt with, this is a really crucial campaign for Peter Morazic. He certainly got off to a hot start with it last night, stopping 38 of 40 shots to record the win in the season opener. My second star of the game, Jason Dickinson. I really think it could have been anyone from this veteran line, but Dickinson is the one who wound up with the game-winning goal. He also picked up an assist on uh, Nick Foligno's empty netter to seal the deal, but that veteran line was great all night long, uh, not only coming up in the clutch, but I thought, you know, Felino did some really good things on the power play. Corey Perry, not only did he pick up two assists, but 
out there on the Blackhawks' top man advantage unit, he had two or three real good A-plus opportunities, and it easily could have been a three- or four-point night for Corey Perry. So he was really impressive in his Blackhawks debut as well, but since Dickinson got the game winner, uh, I ended up going with him as the second star. Could have had Perry as the third star with two A's, but I got to go with my boy Connor Bedard just because it was his NHL debut. I somehow haven't talked about him yet on this show, but yes, he did make his highly anticipated NHL debut last night. Finally, after all the hype, the buzz, and the buildup these last few months, he finally got to go out there and do his thing. Cool seeing him getting his uh, first NHL lap, you know, the, the rookie lap that he had along with Kevin Korchinski, who also was making his NHL debut. A lot of fun on the broadcast, almost a little bit too much Bedard talk, but at the same point in time, I'm never going to get sick of it here as a Blackhawks fan. I mean, I'm still buzzing that we got this kid, but I thought he looked good in his NHL debut, and legit, every time he was out there on the ice, it felt like he was a scoring threat. He was having dangerous opportunities. Certainly didn't shy away from shooting the puck. He led the Blackhawks with uh, 11 shot attempts and five shots on goal. Also led all forwards with 21 minutes and 29 seconds of time on ice. Led the Blackhawks in high danger opportunities, uh, turnovers. He he was all over the place and looked comfortable out there. I still thought, thought he was trying to force it a little bit at times, but I love his aggressiveness. He's trying to shoot the puck and take matters into his own hands whenever he has it in the offensive zone. And of course, he did pick up his first NHL point as well, getting the secondary assist on Ryan Donato's goal, the first of the season for the Blackhawks. But Bedard was really the one who set up that play with a beautiful drop pass to Alex Vlasic. He puts it on net. Donato's able to jump on the rebound. But Bedard had a lot of opportunities to get that first NHL goal. Just didn't come through, but it really does feel like it's only a matter of time. But I thought all across the board, a a really solid success. Um, He got the feel of the game. He showed that he can keep up with the pace and still thinks the game at a very high level. He also led the Blackhawks in takeaways, so did a lot of good things defensively as well. The one gripe I would have was he struggled a little bit at the faceoff dot, and so did all the Blackhawks youngsters down the middle. And that is something to keep an eye on throughout the course of the season. Bedard, Reichel, and Gutman, how do they hang at the faceoff dot? Did not go well for the Blackhawks in that area last night as they only won 19 of 59 faceoffs as a team. But I think you have to be excited about Connor Bedard after his debut last night, right? Showed a lot of good things. Um, what was in the offensive zone more times than not. And he was often going up against, you know, the Penguins' top defensive line of Ryan Graves and Chris Letang was playing up against Sidney Crosby. Felt like he was playing with the puck on his stick almost more than that line was. So really impressed with Connor Bedard. Feels like that first NHL goal is going to be coming here soon. Uh, I give him an A+. Plus. For, for his performance. I thought he looked comfortable, especially for being a young 18 year old with all the, all the hype and all the energy behind his name. Uh, I thought he did a really good job last night for the Blackhawks in his first game of action. All right, folks coming up here in just a moment, I will get into some other takeaways that I had from the Blackhawks four to two win over the Penguins, as well as a preview against the Boston Bruins. But first I need to talk to you all about sleeper. The NHL is finally here. Will the Vegas Golden Knights reign supreme once again? I love the NHL, and I know all of you out there do as well, and that's why I want to tell you all about Sleeper. Sleeper is my go-to platform for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you have the chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy sports. And the NHL has literally never been more exciting than it is right now with star players like Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, 
Connor Bedard. And all you have to do with Sleeper is simply select more or less based on the stats listed, such as goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And Sleeper offers 100 times payouts. So start paying attention, make the right picks, and you could win big. And entries can be made in under 30 seconds, and Sleeper is live in 28 states. And right now, you can use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you'll get up to an $100 match on your first deposit. Again, that's LOCKDOWNNHL, and see Sleeper's terms of use for more details. I also need to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way, like, You don't like, you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. Give online therapy a try right now at betterhelp.com slash lockdown NHL and get on your way to being your best self. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set up boundaries. And it isn't just for those who have experienced trauma. Make your brain your friend today with BetterHelp. Go and visit betterhelp.com slash NHL to get 10% off your first month. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, real quick, be sure to go and smash that like button. Comment down below your biggest takeaway from the Blackhawks 4-2 upset win over the Penguins last night. And make sure to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube if you haven't done so already. Turn on those push notifications so that you can get notified exactly when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube. All right, segment two, kind of picking up where I left off. I did want to get into some other takeaways that I had from the Blackhawks season opener last night against the Penguins. Um, I talked about Connor Bedard's debut already. I do want to talk about Lucas Reichel as the second line center. That entire line was pretty quiet all night long. And considering uh, the training camp and the preseason that Lucas Reichel had, I mean, really in every preseason game, I know he might not have showed up on the stat sheet, but it felt like he certainly had made his presence felt and had made an impact. And it just didn't feel that way last night. And the reason I bring this up is because Reichel was skating on a line with Tyler Johnson and Taylor Radish. And that's a trio that we legit had not seen one single time in practice, a scrimmage, a preseason game or anything. And that's why when I broke down the the preview and the projected lines yesterday, I was a little confused as to why coach Luke Richardson moved Andreas Athanasiu off of Reichel's wing, considering those two had really solid chemistry together late last season and had skated together through a majority of the early part of the uh, leading up to the season. And you know, I do wonder if Philip Kershev's injury had something to do with that, but I still don't understand why one winger being out would have led to Athanasiu getting a bump down in the lineup. Now, to be fair, it did wind up working out. Athanasiu picked up a secondary assist on Cole Gutman's goal that ended up tying the game last night. But I do wonder, and it is only one game, I, I want to put that out there for sure, but I do wonder if... Luke Richardson is thinking about going back to Athanasio with Reichel right away because one of my biggest keys for the Blackhawks this season is that second line becoming uh, a second consistent scoring threat for the Chicago Blackhawks. I think that's really what can take this offense to the next level. And last night we, we saw some flashes. I mean, Blackhawks, they, they scored three goals at even strength, um, but they wound up with 36 shots on goal. And I don't know how many times last year they put that number Uh, up in the shots on goal department. So they were moving the puck well. They were getting their opportunities. 
And they showed some signs that this offense can be good if they put it all together. And I think this second line can really help them reach that next level if they can uh, add a, a second consistent scoring threat behind that top line. Bedard, Hall, and Donato were undoubtedly the Blackhawks' best trio last night, but uh, pretty quiet debut for the Blackhawks' second line. We'll see if Richardson goes with any changes tonight against Boston. Uh, I did want to mention, <clears throat> I thought the Blackhawks were the team that won the special teams battle last night as well, which is definitely a good sign considering special teams has been an issue for far too long. Uh, the power play moved the puck well once again, but I've kind of been saying this for the last two or three weeks now. They went 0 for 4. They didn't get the finished product. They had some opportunities, but it is starting to get a little annoying that they're not able to convert on these chances. And now it's about time where they start doing that, right? They've shown signs that this power play unit can be pretty solid and they have a lot of talent out there. Uh, but now it's time to go and put the puck in the back of the net. But I did think they got the better of the Penguins in the special teams department, and hopefully the man advantage can build off uh, the pressure and the chances that they created last night. The penalty kill, though, did a really good job. Killed off both penalties at that um, both penalty kill opportunities that they faced last night. Didn't give the Penguins all that much, especially for how much talent that they're able to put on the ice. And I thought that penalty kill after the Blackhawks got the delay of game penalty for challenging the Penguins' second goal was a really big momentum turner. That's what allowed the Blackhawks to kind of get some wind in their sails and to get back into this game. So shout out to the special teams unit. But yes, it is time for the power play unit to start getting the final product. Um, the young defenseman in the lineup for the Blackhawks, Kevin Korczynski, also made his NHL debut last night, skated on the second pairing with Connor Murphy. Alex Vlasic was out there with Seth Jones, and Wyatt Kaiser was on his offside on the third pairing with Jared Tenorti. I thought they all showed signs of being rookies out there. All three of them are technically rookies. Um, but they also didn't look like they didn't belong. And again, they were going up against a Penguins top six that has some really high skilled players in there. And they didn't look like they were, you know, black holes or no one looked like they were out of place. Right. And I thought Vlasic made some nice plays last night. He ended up playing 20 minutes on the top pairing with Seth Jones, second among Blackhawks defensemen, picked up a primary assist on Ryan Donato's goal. Uh, Kevin Korchinski was showing his wheels. I thought Korchinski and Kaiser were, were both a little bit timid at times. And we heard coach Luke Richardson tell them like, Stop worrying about making mistakes. Don't go out there trying not to make a mistake. We're not going to bench you. Like we got a long season ahead of us. The entire name of the game this year is runway. We're going to let you go and see what you got. So don't be afraid. Don't go out there trying to be timid. Go out there and be aggressive. Be confident. Believe in yourself. I thought they did pick it up a little bit late in the game, but uh, there were some flaws from all three young defensemen, but that's how it's going to go in their first NHL campaigns, but at the same point in time, I thought they did all look like they belonged. But I also was curious to see how the time on ice split was going to work on the back end for the Blackhawks as well. I knew Seth Jones was going to be the anchor. He led all skaters with 25 minutes, 28 seconds of time on ice. I referenced uh, Alex Vlasic played 20 minutes and 32 seconds. We saw Kevin Korchinski have 19 minutes and 19 seconds. That was third among Blackhawks defensemen. His partner, Connor Murphy, averaged 17 minutes and 58 seconds, which I thought was a little bit lower than I expected. Uh, Wyatt Kaiser played just 15.06, and he was probably the one out of the three that I thought struggled the most last night, but just one game. We'll see how he bounces back tonight against Boston. And then Jared Tenorti round things out with uh, 13 minutes and 58 seconds. But quite honestly, I thought Tenorti played pretty well in his season debut uh, and definitely played better than he did in his lone game of preseason action in the finale against 
uh, the St. Louis Blues there when he was paired up with Nikita Zaitsev. I thought he did his job in the limited ice time that he got. So credit to Jared Tenorti. We'll see how these uh, time on ice averages kind of maneuver throughout the course of the season here. Um, but I was uh, kind of interested to see why Kaiser down so low and Kevin Korchinski and Alex Vlasic ahead of Connor Murphy. I got to give a shout out to my guy, Cole Gutman. I thought he looked really solid as well. Obviously tied up the game two to two for his fifth NHL goal. Um, showed some really good signs with his skating. And one thing I mentioned about Gutman in the preseason, not only does he create space for himself, but he also does a really good job of finding those soft spots in the zone. That's exactly how he tied up the score last night. And I do think his goal scoring is going to be his best attribute. He seems like he's a shooter. Uh, good to see him get a goal in his first game after uh, having shoulder surgery in the off season. And then uh, I got to talk, uh, I guess I already mentioned the, the struggles in the dot for the Blackhawks. That's one thing to keep an eye on throughout the season. You know, Richardson and Davidson want these guys playing center, but that could lead to a lot of struggles in the faceoff circle. And we've seen Connor Bedard uh, get nudged out of the dot at times in favor of Ryan Donato on certain sides. Lucas Reichel obviously found success as a winger last year in the NHL. So we'll see how this transpires. Again, it's only one game, so not going to have a big overreaction here, but only uh, 19 of 59 faceoffs won for the Blackhawks last night. That's certainly going to have to improve if they want to keep Connor Bedard, Lucas Reichel, and Cole Gutman all playing down the middle. All right, folks, coming up in just a moment here, don't go anywhere because I still have to get into my preview of tonight's matchup with the Boston Bruins. But first, I got to talk to you all about Jace Medical. Got it there real quick. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides life five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in the time of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in your hands at all times, and they also handle online evaluations, licensed pharmacy medication, delivery, ongoing consultation, and additional care. And right now, you can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKDOWNNHL at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com for further information and be sure to use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL for an additional $20 off. All right, segment three, before I wrap things up and let you all go and enjoy the rest of your days, I do want to get into a quick preview of tonight's matchup against the Boston Bruins. And this is a nice reminder, Blackhawks fans, that it is tough sledding for this team right out of the gate this year. Not only do they have their first five games on the road, which is uh, the longest stretch to begin the season on the road in Blackhawks franchise history, but I also believe 11 of their first 13 games to kick off the year, come against teams that qualified for the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. So yeah, not a very easy road to begin the season and it doesn't get any easier tonight as the Blackhawks head from Pittsburgh to Boston. They'll be taking on the Bruins at TD Garden in their season opener. And of course, the Blackhawks are um, going to be on the back end of a back-to-back. Now, obviously, this is the second game of the season. Their legs are literally going to be as fresh as they ever will be in a back-to-back but it is still something to consider. They have to go through the travel and obviously Boston is going to be a little bit fresher and probably a bit more rowdy considering this is their home opener, but 
The Blackhawks just did well and battled through that last night against Pittsburgh. That's exactly what they're going to be trying to do again tonight against the Bruins. Um, But yeah, they're going to have to be ready right out of the gate because, you know, the Bruins are going to be coming out with a charge. The fans are going to be into it. This was a dominant Bruins team at home last season. So Blackhawks got to be ready to go right from the opening faceoff, or this one could get ugly in the hurry. And also the Bruins ended last year on a little bit of a sour note, blowing a three to one series lead in the first round, dropping game seven on home ice to the Florida Panthers after winning the president's trophy and having the best regular season in NHL history. So Blackhawks are going to have to be on lookout right from the opening second. But as far as the lineup we could see for the Blackhawks tonight, I, I don't expect There's going to be a lot of changes, but I outlined a couple of things that I think we could see if Richardson is going to want to mix things up. But I personally will let the Blackhawks go back out there and just get a little bit larger of a sample size, right? You don't want to go mixing things up too often or or too frequently or too fast. So for those reasons, I do think Richardson is going to be hands off. But uh, as far as what I think we could see if there are going to be any changes, don't think that's going to be happening to the top line, as I referenced Paul, Bedard, and Donato were the Blackhawks' best line last night. Tyler Johnson, Lucas Reichel, Taylor Radish is the second line. I thought Radish and Johnson were both really quiet. If there is going to be a change, bring Andreas Athanasiu back up there with Lucas Reichel. You can keep Tyler Johnson there. Uh, I am a Radish guy, but there's no denying the chemistry that Reichel and Athanasiu have. That would be my change in the forward group. Um, I thought Boris Kachuk played pretty well also on that line with Cole Gutman and Athanasiu. So I figure he's going to stay in there, but also wouldn't be too shocked to see Mackenzie Enwistle or Reese Johnson jump into the lineup. And then you got to keep the veteran fourth line together of uh, Nick Foligno, Jason Dickinson, and Corey Perry. They were dynamite and came up clutch when the Blackhawks needed them to the most. Defensively, I think there's two options for the pairings here tonight against the Bruins. It's either the same that we saw last night, or I do think the Blackhawks could go with Wyatt Kaiser and Seth Jones as the top pairing, keep Korchinski and Murphy together, and then go with either Tenorti and Vlasic with Zaitsev as the seventh defenseman. And listen, I'm not advocating for Zaitsev to be in the lineup. I'd rather run back what the Blackhawks did last night, but if they do want to give Zaitsev his first game of action. This is probably what I expect it to look like. I don't think you can take out Alex Vlasic after last night's game, though. I thought out of the three young defensemen, he was the one that played the sturdiest and uh, the most confident. So I don't know how you'd be able to take him out of the lineup. If someone does come out, it's going to be Jared Tenorti, in my opinion, but I do ultimately expect the Blackhawks to roll it back from what they used last night. And then Arvid Soderbloom is going to be making his debut in net. This is obviously his first season as a full-time NHLer. Uh, had some really good outings in the preseason, despite looking a little bit scrambly out there. We'll see how that fares for him tonight against a full NHL lineup uh, in front of him. As far as three keys for the Blackhawks, I do want to talk about these because I think they're super important and a little last bit to leave you all off with. Uh, first, I think don't make a habit out of trying to be the comeback kids, right? That obviously worked last night, but I don't think it would be a strategy that they should implement going forward, especially during this five-game road trip to kick off the season against some really good teams. I think it's really important for them to try and generate some early chances to get the crowd out of it as much as possible. And if they do weather that early storm, I think they have a chance. And of course, scoring that first goal on the road would absolutely be huge. They're expected to go up against Linus Olmark in that. And Getting goals past him, especially at TD Garden, isn't very easy. So if the Hawks get that first, that would go a long way. I also think the young defensemen need to play more confident. Kaiser, Korchinski, and Vlasic, as I said, all got caught 
being a little timid at times and caught in between. Richardson told them to stop worrying, like I mentioned. I think that's big because if they're playing hesitant tonight, the Bruins' offense is going to eat them up. And then last, get that finished product on the power play. We've been saying it for far too long. Yeah, the power play looks good. But ultimately, it's about putting the puck in the back of the net. They didn't convert often enough in the preseason. Went 0-4 last night. It'll go a long way in staying in this game if the Blackhawks' man advantage is able to come through and give them a goal or two. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube and to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free right now, wherever you may be listening to your podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Give me a follow on Twitter at Jack Bushman too, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, that's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.